This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bombas and by Manscaped. One talking point about this war in Ukraine that is always going to be on the minds of Americans is whether or not any of this would be happening if Donald Trump were still in office. Now, never mind that this is an extremely America-centric way of looking at something that's happening on the other side of the world that's got more than a century of backstory to it with an endless number of variables, only one of which happens to be who the current president of the United States is. Many are saying, many are saying that the war in Ukraine simply would not be happening if Trump were still president. Or, you know, if it was happening, things would be going better, way better than they are. And Trump himself is, of course, one of the loudest voices making these claims. So, look, Mr. Trump, that's, that's easy for you to say, sir, especially if we're just speaking in generalities. But Mr. Trump, if you were president right now, what specifically would you be doing differently? Oh, holding aid until I get a little quid pro quo. Well, that, that's true. He, there's a... I mean, that is the genesis of a lot of the, uh, at least Americans' viewpoints of what's going on right here is the uh, Zelensky uh, being like, where's that aid that uh, you congressionally guaranteed for us to uh, keep holding Russia back? That is an interesting factor in all this, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, Trump actually has an answer for what he would be doing differently, though. Uh, and it's very specific. Now, despite no longer being in office, the man keeps very busy with his public appearances. And on Saturday uh, at, at a RNC donors event in New Orleans, he outlined an absolutely brilliant plan for not only dealing with Putin, but also killing two birds with one stone in the process. The Washington Post's Josh Dossie uh, was the first to share Trump's plan via tweet. Trump mused to donors that we should take our F-22 planes, put the Chinese flag on them, and bomb the shit out of Russia. And then we say, China did it. We didn't do it. And China did it. And then they start fighting with each other, and we sit back and watch. And yeah, like, in a world where you could get away with uh, pulling the wool over someone's eyes, you know, that might be crazy enough to work. We do a little bit of trolling. This is like a... Um, this is like a plan that like uh, a medieval fortress would have. Yeah, this is some real Sun Tzu uh, art of war. This is the Chinese Trojan horse. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, this is, look, we got a credit where it's due. This is a, a brilliant plan. It's a real shame that Joe Biden can't copy Trump's homework now. Yeah, he looked like an idiot. Putin and Xi, they would totally see it coming now that Trump has shared his wisdom with the world. Um, now, there are a couple small issues with the plan, like how we would be able to disguise the very, very distinctive silhouette of the F-22 uh, as one of China's jets, none of which look anything like the F-22, uh, or how this wouldn't just immediately trigger nuclear strikes across uh, the world against the most likely perpetrator and also the actual perpetrator, us, but hey, yeah, I think China would probably be a little upset by it uh, as well, especially if they're getting nuked by Russia for something that uh, we claimed they did. But uh, yeah, in Trump's mind, in his very simplistic view, they would just nuke each other, which is great for America. Yeah, in problem his, his solved. America. Yeah. One third of the world's land has been turned to glass. And uh, we really accelerated, uh, oh, you a little too much global warming for you? How about nuclear winter? Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh no. who's complaining about the cold now? Did Joe, Biden, did Joe Biden bring back winter? I don't think so. Trump, if, I, if Trump gets reelected, winter comes back. Not the winter you're probably thinking of, but a winter. Yeah, uh, so I don't know, there's some issues, but I don't know, maybe Trump has thought all of these things out too, and he's just keeping a few of his cards close to the chest, the, the key details. Yeah, of he's course. He's saving. Yeah. For when he's you don't back give it all office. away. Yeah. 
Or, I don't know, maybe using a false flag attack to trigger a war between Russia and China is a stupid fucking idea. But what do we know? This man was, after all, the commander-in-chief of the U.S. Armed Forces for four years and had access to all of our nuclear launch codes. So he, he would know better than us average Joes about something like this. Yeah. Maybe we should listen to this man. Of course, it's also possible that galaxy brain idea isn't even Trump's own idea and that he might just be parroting things that prominent conservative talking heads have been saying which is something that he has been known to do. And while it's not the exact same idea, it turns out Sean Hannity recently said on his radio show that NATO should simply bomb the 40-mile-long Russian troop convoy slowly making its way through Ukraine and then simply not take credit for it. Uh So no one knows who did it in that case. It's it's a big mystery. Here, have have a listen. You know, if we can see on satellite imagery where the convoy is, I don't know, maybe some smart country... Maybe NATO might take some of their fighter jets uh, or maybe they can use some drone strikes and take out the whole damn convoy. And then nobody takes credit for it. So then Putin won't know who to hit back. Well, he's threatening nuclear weapons. Hannity, you talk about nuclear war. I'm not talking about nuclear war, nor would I support one American boot on the ground here. But at what point is this going to end? So it sounds like Trump might have uh, taken a smart plan and turned it into a brilliant plan with the addition of the false flag element, because um, if you add a little spice to it, this is Trump, uh, his example of uh, uh, like a YouTuber claiming uh, that they've changed something enough to where it isn't a it's copyright transformative. violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it was such a good punch up that it's now its own standalone idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in any case, Trump, if you if you could believe it, is not president anymore. Wow, yeah. So we'll never know just how much better he would have handled this situation. Unless, of course, this conflict ends up continuing for another three years and Trump manages to get himself elected president again, which is, I don't want to downplay it, a somewhat probable outcome. This is all entirely within the realm of possibility. Yes. So Stranger things have indeed happened. He might just get his turn at bat dealing with this conflict. And... It's been long enough. They're not going to remember the whole plan about, uh, you know, putting Chinese flags on our F-22s, right? Well, I... We could still get away with that, right? Not that, Elliot. No one would give it, like... No one gives a shit when this guy does terrible things. So the fact that he floats an idea of... I'm just saying for Russia and China's sake, they'll forget that I mentioned the whole Well, they get whenever they want when he's president, so I don't (laughs) think they'd be upset at all. Yeah. This Ukraine war, uh, yeah, technically maybe wouldn't be happening if Trump was president because Russia would have had carte blanche to just go in and do whatever they want without any support from uh, America. Because if you'll remember, Trump tried to withdraw us from NATO when he was in office. He he floated uh, that idea. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. I I don't think he thought that through all that much. Well, he didn't have to because he was told to do it. Yeah, maybe, probably. I I don't know why he would have a strong opinion on it. Unless someone told him that. <laughs> uh, putting aside all of the uh, Putin changed the election or Putin did whatever, all of that yeah. aside, literally look at the the, the actual things that Trump did uh, regarding specifically Ukraine and specifically Russia. And guys, it's it's just it's too obvious what was being orchestrated. He did uh, he did act very friendly towards. Uh... Vladimir Putin. And very unfriendly to Ukraine. Yeah. Hmm. But could be anything. Could be anything. And and in his scenario where, you know, he gets China to bomb Putin's just better at deals. Trump's deals are his art form. Yeah. 
I don't know. In the meantime, though, the war does continue to be pretty surreal in a lot of ways. I mean, it would be ignorant and uninformed to say that this is the first war of the digital age, and it would be straight up racist to say that this is the first war between civilized nations in a long time. Uh, yeah. Though both of those claims have been made by prominent journalists who should definitely know better. It's like they don't even realize what they're saying when they say it. The one about the civilized, he literally like mid, mid, halfway through saying, he's like, oh, they're gonna really cancel me for saying this. I'm like, yeah, because it's fucking racist. Yeah, there's uh, there's already like clip compilations of major news networks so talking about how this is morally different almost. Yeah. Yeah, no, and like over in Europe where the racism There's one guy who's like, because uh, they look like us. Yeah. It's just like, what, what, what? Over in Europe where the, like continental Europe especially, where the, the racism is a different flavor than ours, like they're just straight up being like, yeah, no, it's different because they're blonde and blue-eyed like us. What? What did I say? <laughs> that's why I care about this more than other wars. It's because they are white. Yeah, that's... Uh, Definitely thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, it, it's very weird though. Still, just how much of like a front row seat everyone's just getting to a lot of what's happening in Ukraine. It's also weird how both sides of this conflict speak the same language. Uh, I mean, there was the whole Snake Island thing, which ended up sort of being fake news when it was revealed that the Ukrainian soldiers who told the Russian Navy to fuck off over radio weren't all just immediately killed afterwards. But the radio exchange still happened. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, that's better news than what actually yeah. came out. And uh, yeah, it turns out many more such conversations between Russians and Ukrainians have been happening, and uh, some have been recorded for everyone else to listen in on. And uh, uh, this war is bad, but these clips, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this first one is something that we haven't seen any official confirmation of. So take it with a grain of salt, uh, like you would anything supposedly coming off of the battlefield and straight onto social media, like the ghost of Kiev, or Kiev, sorry. But like that's the thing where it's like, that would be cool if it were true. Right. Is there a fighter pilot out there doing stuff? I don't know. The stories seem to be not accurate, and the footage, in a lot of cases, is a video game. But the yeah. ghost of Kiev isn't real. Yeah. I wish he was, but he's not. It's like Santa Claus, though. If you believe enough. Yeah. But what you're about to hear right now is supposedly it happened over radio comms and not, apparently, in a Call of Duty lobby circa 2010. So here you go. Ебала, сука, у тебя, чтоб ты понял. Сейчас потихоньку джемелинами накроем вас. Ебаной матери. Это ты, пидор ебаный, ты на моей земле. Там, блядь, будешь, сука, и кормить червей. Гандон ты ебаный. So just to recap what you heard, uh, a Ukrainian says, go fuck yourself. What is there not to understand? Then another Ukrainian chimes in with, guys, don't bother taking a defensive position. Better to just surrender now. You're all fucked. After a moment of gunfire sounds, the second guy comes back with, you fucking bitch. Just so you understand, we will pick you off with javelins bit by bit, straight to your fucking mothers. A Russian then jumps on and says, shove it up your ass, you fucking gay slur. Uh, to which a Ukrainian replies, you are the fucking F-bomb. You're on my land, and there, bitch, you fucking feed worms, you fucking cum-filled condom. Um, yeah, after that stunning turn of phrase, all the Russian can come back with is, shut your fucking mouth, you bastard, you fucking dickhead, fucking piece of shit. Uh, naughty language, you shouldn't repeat it. Um, no. But, uh, 
clearly shit talking that was molded, crafted, meticulously crafted in the lobbies of multiplayer video games. Like this is yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, look, we haven't seen any real reporting on this clip. It's getting passed around a lot on sites like Reddit. We want to believe. And yeah, it's not unbelievable really at all, considering that the guys fighting this war probably did spend much of their youth in first-person shooter lobbies talking shit. Probably mostly Counter-Strike. I I do think that uh, specifically about this clip, it's like, imagine like being in fierce combat and screaming at your enemies like that, and then a bunch of Americans on Twitter are like, God, I really wish the Ukrainians hadn't used the F-bomb. I mean... Uh, it's hard to side with their struggle yeah. when they're just so coarse with their homophobic language that they definitely used in a homophobic way. I saw some, uh, uh, oh God, it's everything's so hard to keep track of, but it was a couple days ago. and it was, We're taking the blue and yellow out of the rainbow flag. It was uh, sort of like a council of like leaders within the Ukrainian resistance or whatever, and, and some fucking white woman on Twitter is like, where's all the women? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the, like I don't see any women. Everything sucks so hard. <laughs> and then this on top of it, that's why, like, I know, and I have to keep apologizing, like, we're a very America-centric show, so it's not as if we're on the ground in Ukraine being like, look, here's what's going on, and with no, like, idea of what's happening here, we all we have is what's happening in this country, yeah. and it is absurd. Like the the fan cam shit of oh, Zelensky. People are being so weird. They're Americans, so horny for Zelensky. Americans just can't be not weird about anything yeah, anymore. It's it's they're treating yeah they're treating a war like it's like a K-pop rivalry or some shit. It's fucking strange. And a lot of the people doing it are fucking adults. They're not children. They are adults. It who they and their, and their brains have been broken by like thirty years of American politics just being a fucking soap opera that this is how they interpret an actual war where people are suffering what, and dying. What, whatever. These, all the people that are doing shit like this were the people that were busy talking about fucking vaccines and Joe Rogan for weeks on end. Yeah. And uh, they're, all they're always going to constantly do is pivot. So it's like... Yeah. Just stop embarrassing yourself. Just be like, yeah, it's a great war. Hope Ukraine wins. Bye. <laughs> Anyways... Meanwhile, here's another clip that's actually much more legit. This has been independently confirmed by the New York Times. Uh, this was filmed inside of the uh, Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which this week was shelled by Russian troops advancing north from Crimea. Now, attacking a nuclear power plant seems like a pretty terrible idea for anyone in the surrounding area or and beyond, <laughs> within a hundreds and hundreds of mile radius. Just yeah. not a good idea. And someone, either a Ukrainian soldier or a power plant worker, hopped on the facility's loudspeaker system to try and communicate that to the Russian troops outside. Here you go. You don't have to have lived through the worst nuclear accident ever to know that damaging a nuclear power plant is a bad idea. 
But in this case, the people of Ukraine and Russia actually are intimately familiar with that sort of thing. So when a Ukrainian tells you, stop firing at the nuclear facility, immediately stop firing, you're endangering the safety of the entire world, you should probably listen. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, in this case, disaster was avoided, and it sounds like after the Russians looted the local area for supplies, they mostly moved on and continued advancing north. Um, someone should dub this with the audio where the guy gets on the speakerphone at Walmart and tells everyone that Snape killed Dumbledore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Attention, everyone. Snape has killed Dumbledore. Put down your weapons. Um, but speaking of sabotage, here's a story we've seen floating around that seemed almost too good to be true, but apparently is in fact true. Because... because Reality is stranger than fiction. I, at this point, I'm just assuming that. I mean, I'm seeing so much stuff come out of this war, and it's just like, I, you know, I enjoy. I'll, I'll enjoy seeing stuff, but I'm like, I don't know if this is happening or not. And that's, it's it's a weird place to be in. But I'll see something. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. But maybe maybe the footage is from ten years ago. But this one, I saw. You know, and a lot of, a lot of the news coming out of Ukraine, it's like not even articles. It's just like journalists or people that seem like journalists just being like, breaking. This just happened. It's like, okay. You don't need to editorialize it, it, yeah, or uh, uh, if it was really just so. I saw that a bunch with this story, but it, it actually it actually happened, and this is fucking awesome. Uh, here's the Guardian: A Ukrainian sailor has been arrested in Mallorca and faces charges of attempting to sink a yacht owned by Alexander McKeeve, the CEO of Russian arms exporter Rosso Boron Export and former head of the Russian Helicopter Federation. <laughs> cool. the, the boat is moored in the harbor of Port Adriano. The unnamed man, who has been employed for the past 10 years as a mechanic on the Lady Anastasia, McKeeve's 48-meter, 5-million-pound yacht, said he felt he had to do something after seeing footage of a Russian rocket attack on a block of flats in Kiev, his hometown. The defendant told the judge that he believed the rocket had been manufactured by McKeeve's company. Once on board the vessel, he told the crew members, most of whom are also Ukrainians, to abandon ship. He allegedly then went to the engine room and opened a large valve in an attempt to sink the yacht. The crew members, aided by port staff, intervened to prevent the sinking. Boo! Quote, The owner of this yacht is a criminal who makes his living selling arms that are now being used to kill Ukrainians, he told police when he was arrested. He was released several hours later pending charges. Cool crime. <laughs> Very cool crime. <laughs> the yacht uh, saboteur apparently told a judge, I'd do it again. <laughs> I have fucking, no remorse. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> Watch me. Uh, this makes sense because he's in all this trouble despite not even managing to fully sink the yacht. It's a lot of yacht to sink. And next time, he would likely make sure that the yacht fully sinks to the bottom of the sea. If he's going to get in trouble for it... Yeah. It's really fucked up that all the other Ukrainians on board wouldn't tattle on him. Yeah. Uh, though, yeah, this guy probably isn't getting hired on any Russian super yachts again anytime soon, so... Uh, but finally, uh, let's go to some domestic news out of these United States... Of America. Here's a story we would have uh, probably started the show off with if it didn't mean getting demonetized immediately for having a title like, New Yorkers are sick of their neighbors having extremely loud sex. But that's the story in a nutshell. Yeah, so if you've lived in any urban apartment setting where the builders clearly did not put any consideration into privacy when constructing the walls, you've probably experienced loud neighbor sex and maybe even been the loud sex neighbor yourself. But has it ever been bad enough that you've called the local non-emergency hotline about it? Well, local news website Patch New York recently filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the city's 311 hotline to find out what New Yorkers complain about the most, and the answer appears to be loud sex. Uh, let's read from their report. Sex mayhem is driving at least one Queens resident to distraction. For the love of God, stop these sex addicts, the 311 complainant wrote. O to the R to the G to the Y. 
If you know how to spell and read, that is orgy. Oh. This report of a boisterous outer borough Bacchanal is one of hundreds the city's 311 system received regarding raucous reproduction in New York City over the past year. The city's official helpline received 277 complaints between February 19th, 2021 and February 9th, 2022 from people scorning orgies and bemoaning the sounds of moaning, according to records obtained by Patch. Queens logged 103 complaints, the most of all the boroughs, with Manhattan second with 66, Brooklyn third with 55, Bronx fourth with 48, and Staten Island fifth with four. Damn. Not a lot of happy marriages in Staten Island. No. No. Yeah. So the article then describes uh, one report from South Queens. Someone logged 56 sex noise complaints for Cross Bay Boulevard against an orgy of hippies who sometimes dress up as Freddy Krueger, Pennywise, and the Easter Bunny with an alleged fondness for the theme music of professional wrestler Velveteen Dream. Data shows. <laughs> okay. Quote, they're still here causing a sex mayhem, their alleged neighbor declared one morning at 6 a.m. Thought it was too cold outside for an orgy party. Doesn't stop this guy. People are all just jealous. He's still going. How? My God. Here's some other complaints from that article. She makes the bed squeak as if it's an Olympic event. Ceiling shaking and debris falling sex. To get a sense of how disruptive they are, I've slept through earthquakes and fires in my life. I couldn't sleep through this. I keep hearing a whip and him telling her, call me daddy. Being kinky is fine, but the loudness is ridiculous. Then there's this holiday-themed one from just before Christmas. Some guy is singing jingle balls at the top of his voice. Another person is screaming, yes, daddy, come down my chimney. It's, I think they're just, it sounds like they were listening to one of our Manscaped ads uh, around that Christmas That's time. That's probably what it was. Balls to the walls. And uh, finally, this one from right when COVID stimulus checks started going out. Loud banging and moaning. Heard the neighbor saying, how's this stimmy, baby? Look, give it to the stem. This is no one's fault except for uh, construction builders, uh, the cities themselves for allowing uh, there, construction there, like this. There needs to be uh, laws about noise between walls because it's. I've lived in places where like I can hear clearly full, what's full conversations. What's, yeah. yeah, I can. I can literally eavesdrop on conversations happening in someone else's home. Yeah, yeah that should not be. Uh, that should not be possible. It's uh, it's bad for the mental health of everyone because uh, no one's on the same schedule. Just outside of uh, like uh, banging, like anyone who works, like maybe works during the day and yeah. is home all night. If you're a downstairs neighbor, oh my god, and your neighbor is a person who works all day and is up all night, like that is a nightmare yeah. scenario. Yeah, it's just not. It's not good for anyone, and it's. Uh, I think it costs a little bit more. To insulate, but it's it's. Uh, but you can't do that if you're renting, which is like uh, what a primary amount of people do. Yeah, this uh, the article did. Uh, there's like there's a guy in New York City who he does he retrofits people's apartments by just adding like basically like three inches of like foam insulation to their walls. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, but there's like, it's only like thirty six inches wide the room anyway. Yeah, in New York. But he said uh, the guy they interviewed said he he get he got hired by like basically it sounded it sounded like OnlyFans cam girls. Hell yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, they wanted to be considerate to their neighbors yeah. when they're filming their uh I'm sure there's at least movies. one neighbor that was upset by the sound dead. Hey, I was listening to that. Jesus Christ! Did <laughs> I she, was getting it all for free. Did she move out? Yeah. What the hell? But uh, yeah, this is an actual, it's a serious problem. Like, and even if you live, this fucking old lady that I used to live above, like, walking with socks on as quietly, <laughs> yeah, and hitting the roof with the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I have to go use the bathroom in the middle of the night. It's especially annoying when you're dealing with someone who doesn't seem to understand that uh, if they can hear you, you can hear you them. Can hear them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's uh, almost as bad as people that don't understand that if I can't see you while I'm driving, then, uh, or if you can't see me, then I can't see you. Oh, and then yeah. you get the voyeurs too, who want to be heard and seen. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of problems. If you're, uh, if you're young, you're looking for a place to live and you don't want people to be upset about all that banging you're doing at such a young age, I'm talking about your 20s. Uh, the oldest building you can find. Yeah. The older, the better. We used to build things in this country. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, when it comes to construction, I am red pill. The build quality of uh, especially apartment buildings just like fucking took a giant shit. And because in they the don't need century. to. There's they no... used to build shit out of bricks. Yeah. Then they switched to fucking drywall and uh, the cheapest, the thinnest drywall possible. And uh, yeah, every place I've lived in LA was built in like, the 60s and 70s, and they, they, it was just some fucking landlord trying to, like, we gotta, we gotta finish this job quick so I can capitalize on this property of mine. What's that shit that gives you mesothelioma? Asbestos? Yeah, that, we need to bring that back. Good sound uh, proofing, good fireproofing, soundproofing. You know, that's what, where this country really went wrong. It's another one of my favorite, like, Trump things is, uh, remember what he, he, like, he has very strong opinions about asbestos. He, uh... Because well, it's good? Oh, because they probably made him remove it from a bunch of his buildings. That he yeah. Owned. Yeah. Um, it's... What? It's good! He, uh... Because asbestos, it's it's fire retardant. Yes. Um, you can't say that word anymore. And he... I can't, I think, I can't remember if it was, like, the World Trade Center mm-hmm. or something, but he's just like, this wouldn't happen if they still had asbestos. Yeah. It was either that or, like, the Grenfell fire in London, but just like, yeah, I mean, this is why we need to bring back asbestos. Would you rather die young or live long enough to get mesothelioma? I mean, asbestos is perfectly safe as long as it's handled correctly and stays inside of the walls it's <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where it's so dangerous and so easy to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And you breathe it in, it stays in your lungs literally forever that it's really not worth the yeah, risk. We're all wearing masks now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we'll get to the headlines half of the show really quick. But uh, first, this episode... Sponsored by Bombas. Mm. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. The Bombas design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes that you can't wait to put on every day. Uh, Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere. Woo! Uh, Which makes them the perfect cozy layers. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything that you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. I'm wearing my uh, uh, long uh, merino wool ones right now. Very warm and cozy on these cold I got the, LA like, nights. I got the weird like house socks. Mm. It's, like a, it's like a slipper that's just a, a really thick sock. But, I love it. Like I, I said, love it. I've been wearing them for years because they have the, uh, when you wear short socks in the summertime, they will not go down. I always had a problem with them slipping under my heels. If you yeah. walk around too much, they, they have a little tab, so they don't go down. The Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight, so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Go to bombas.com slash weird and get 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash weird for 20% off. Bombas.com slash weird. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Jingle balls. Uh, spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. 
Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers this upcoming spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join the other 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Uh, so use code WEIRDNEWS to get 20% off plus free shipping if you go to manscaped.com. Manscaped, they're the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they've forever changed the grooming game with their amazing Performance Package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is <laughs> waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet it's a major key, major key, yeah. to the new shower routine. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. Have you ever met someone who finds nose hairs attractive? I don't think so. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps produce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers. Complete your grooming game this spring with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. You missed growing up in the 80s? Not anymore. Yeah. Manscaped Cologne, right back. Dad came back from the liquor store, <laughs> yeah. finally. Now this stuff is legit and you will have, you know, everything will be smelling like royalty. If you purchase now, you also get two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and Shed Travel Bag. Smell and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, now for the headlines half of the show, starting with story about a Disney adult. Mm. A 28-year-old woman is donating plasma twice a week to fund Disney World trips every month in 2022. She should get an annual pass. Probably she, save a little bit of money. She already got the pass, but she lives in Pennsylvania. So, um, that's yeah. uh, she's visiting Disney World every month. That's uh, a lot of flights, work. Yeah. hotels. Uh, it's it's the costs really start to add up. This is why most people don't go to Disney World uh, once a month. Mm -hmm. But this young woman has uh, decided that as her New Year's resolution, she will go to Disney World. As much as possible. New Year's resolution. Ah, yes, finally something attainable for my New Year's yeah. resolution. Going to Florida once a month from Pennsylvania. So, yeah, uh, just, you know, all you got to do is do eight blood draws per month. Uh, you're walking around Disneyland like, oh, my God, I love it. Uh, can I have a cookie? So I think I'm going to end just passing out. Um, you would, you like, can make a lot of money off blood, though. I didn't realize this. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think it depends on your type. Mm. But, like, uh, oh... O negative or whatever that like rare yeah. one is. But she says she makes like No, that's like, the band, typo negative. <laughs> she makes like fifteen hundred dollars a month on uh, blood. Which is not bad. It's pretty good money. Yeah. I mean, you are feeling woozy uh a lot. I do all, all the cookies you can eat. Yeah, the few times I've uh, given blood as part of blood drives, uh, it, I'm like, I, you know, I'm glad I'm helping people, but I feel fucking terrible. Like it's like it's this, it's worse than a hangover for me. I had to do Unpleasant. I had to do like a bunch of vials the other day for my doctor's appointment thing. Yeah, didn't feel great yeah, afterwards. You just um, you literally feel drained. I don't like it. Yeah. So I hope I never get like shot or anything like that because that probably. Oh man, really I had a I cut my vein open here when I was a kid and I almost like completely passed out. They had the, the ambulance was there and everything. We didn't take the ambulance; too expensive. Yeah, I mean, uh, but in uh, this economy, 
Yeah, it was going everywhere. They had to sew my vein back together. I was like, I was pretty young too. How did you do that? Uh, we were playing hide and go seek, and I uh, like ran into a bathroom where the it was a friend's like mom had just cleaned it, so the floor was all slick, and I literally flew into the bathtub shower, and like all the glass and porcelain broke my arm oh open my here. Oh my god! Yeah. So much for that cleanup. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, looks like a Nike swoosh. It does. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Got any cool scars, Elliot? No. They're all just from like my dad dropping me when I was really small. <laughs> like okay. just like my teeth going through my lip. Splitting. From your dad dropping you and your teeth went through your lip? Yeah, there was what? Like, a really bad one when I was very small. But yeah, but like you're old enough to have teeth that'll pierce your lips. Yeah, I was like, so I, I don't remember the circumstances. I don't remember any of it, but uh, yeah. I, I he like, body slammed you. I don't know. I fell in some way where like I hit right here. And uh, it like went clean through. So I, I have a barely visible scar there where uh, hair doesn't grow. Um, cool. That's it though. My legs are all fucked up from BMX. And the pedals oh. just <laughs> ripping it all up. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyways, North Carolina woman fights to keep her fart license plate. Good for her. Yeah, it's, what, uh, there's nothing wrong. Like it, it's not a slur. It's not a curse. They say fart in like, in like kids' TV shows. Yes. So yeah, this lady, she got the license plate. She was like, hell yeah. And then I guess the, the DMV got complaints from a bunch of looky-loos, a bunch of busybodies. And she... Well, as someone with IBS, yeah. when I'm on the road trapped in my car away from a toilet, the last thing I want to think about is any type of excrement. I mean, I do feel for those people. I do too, because I've had a couple emergency situations. It's not fun. I can't imagine living with that all the time. Yeah. So uh, you know what? I'm sorry. But yeah, this is this lady. They're like, we have to take your license plate back. And then she was like, no, it stands for. She made up this fake acronym, like basically yeah. a group on Meetup.com. It's like, it's like it's named after this thing that I do. Yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna work, but um, let the lady have her license plate. Come on. Yeah. I think so. I think it's, it's great. But now she's gonna have all that attention. People are gonna be stopping her for pictures and everything like that. It's a whole mess now. She needs to get a muffler, a really loud muffler. If she leaves her car out long enough, she'll get her catalytic converter stolen. So no one will... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well be, be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, kitten adopted by trash pandas, part of raccoon pack living in dumpster. I That's love cute. when animals yeah. uh, adopt outside of their species. It's just like the Jungle Book, except in the city. Somewhere. It happens, and but I've never heard of uh, cats and raccoons teaming up. This was some TikTok from a few months back. This woman looked in her dumpster outside of her building. And it was like five small, young-looking raccoons. And then just like a little kitten. And it's like they're all just palling around. It's, uh, I've seen the TikToker who has a pet raccoon. That's cute. Oh, I wouldn't be able to trust a pet raccoon. They're, they can get in anything. They're very mischievous. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, they're adorable, though, when they're, when they're being friendly. They're terrifying when they're not. They... Uh, I don't know if it, does any other animal like uh, can they? I mean, I guess bears, because you see bears like, you know, just bearing around. You're like, that's oh, adorable. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Who could be afraid of that? And then you see it like, actually in attack mode. And you're like, yes, that is the most dangerous animal I've ever seen. Well, raccoons are only like really scary because of the rabies. If yeah, it was but like they make that face, like get the fuck out of here. But still, if if a raccoon bite was as harmless as a cat or not harmless like a cat or dog bite, but not life threatening, then it'd be like, yeah, I might risk petting one. It seems nice. Yeah. Um, 
But no, they are little hands. They are riddled with the rabies. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, no, this is cool. This is probably this cat is probably better off than it would have been otherwise. They do lead somewhat similar lives. Yeah. And the raccoons probably teaching that cat a lot of like foraging skills that it wouldn't have learned otherwise. I bet they send the cat out, and the people give the cat food, and the raccoons come, and they they eat all the food too. I mean, that is a a big reason raccoons thrive so much is. Neighborhood cat ladies just cover their back porch with like an entire bag of cat food every night. Come on, like, oh, yeah, it's for the neighborhood cats. And it's like, no, most of, that, most of that's going to raccoons, lady. Yep. You are. And mice yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You're just bringing all, all types of rodents. <laughs> the rodent queen out there doing work. It's like that. Was it that lady that was uh, feeding all the, the vultures in Florida? No, that was here in California, and they they they. No, there was, but there was the vultures in Florida. Oh, okay. The, where they were, where like, they were like ruining an entire neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh some, yeah, yeah. Somebody kept feeding them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people like couldn't even. They were getting chased into their houses. Yeah, they were just like fucking up like people's pools and shit, just shitting everywhere. Yeah, I love vultures. I, that might have been crow. I don't know it. Either way, it was really funny because the lady had no idea like what a catastrophe what? <laughs> she's caused. I just like feeding the birds. Don't you love seeing the birds around? Uh, uh, Texas Republican quits U.S. House race, admits affair with former ISIS war bride. Guys, I goofed a little bit. <sighs> just a little bit. Didn't this also happen with like a Russian spy like in the past five years where she was pictured with a bunch of uh, prominent Republicans and then got outed in some kind of like Oh yeah, yeah, that 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 lady, she was like banging all sorts of like NRA, like CPAC people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This lady, so they they call her the ISIS bride. It's I don't think that's really fair to her. Uh she she was married she's from England. Mm-hmm. She was born Muslim. But she married this like fucking American dude, this white American guy who after after 9/11 decided I'm going to I'm going to get really into Islam. I'm gonna convert. To, <laughs> gonna convert to Islam. Move to the Middle East. Learn uh, Arabic, and uh, yeah, it was like sort of an arranged marriage. And then he took their whole family to uh, Syria to fight for ISIS. And then she, she was like, "Okay, this is uh, not really what I said." I love how she for. went to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, though. Like, I need to find a good Texas uh, GOP. Come on, babe, we're going to Syria. <laughs> we're joining ISIS. Uh, but yeah, she she finally she's like, oh, I'm not down with this. He ended up getting fucking killed or something. So it was big news because it's an interesting story. You got this yeah. American white dude joining ISIS and then his wife. But she now she works mostly in like de-radicalization programs and stuff like that. Like, so I don't know. She's not a fucking terrorist. But yeah. it is uh, extremely weird that this Republican running for uh U.S. or he's already in the U.S. House. He's he's just not running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Uh, had an affair with a woman mostly known for uh, briefly joining ISIS. It's definitely I can uh, change her. This country can forgive a lot of things. No, actually, I don't like ISIS. No, shh. I can change no, you. No, I think it's hotter when you say you like ISIS. Mm-hmm. He's going to launch nuclear thermal war. Florida man blames speeding ticket on Putin. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah, I guess. I mean. I would have gone with bees. Officer, you don't understand. I just saw on the news that Vladimir Putin is launching nuclear thermal war. I have to see my family. I got to get back to my house and uh, box up all my baseball cards, which are going to be currency yes, in will. the future. Mm-hmm. I played the Fallout games. 
Give all me my, all your, give me all your bottle caps. All my Funko Pops. Those are going to be uh, special items that give you uh, permanent buffs to your skills. <laughs> I will hide them in places you wouldn't think to look at. Oh, Jesus Christ, that guy's got a Funko Pop. His endurance <laughs> is through the roof. Be careful. Tread lightly. Drunk pilot pulled off JetBlue flight at Buffalo Airport, police say. Didn't this happen again recently? Uh, this guy was like way over the limit, though. They like smelled this it guy, on him. It was like, yeah, 0.17 or some shit. Just like. Just sweating. What was the booze. movie with Denzel Washington? Uh, Flight? Yeah, just like that. Where he gets so drunk that he like flies the plane upside down or something? Hell yeah. I didn't see it, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this guy, uh, I mean, last week we talked about how flight attendants have had enough of everyone's shit. Sounds like the, sounds like the pilots are uh, like, well, if, if no one's going to behave themselves on this flight, uh, daddy can have a taste. That when they said no more alcohol on flights, that meant for you. What's the problem? The plane flies itself mostly these days. Yeah. Come on. I'll be, I'll be sober by the time the most important part happens. Landing. Landing. Yeah. yeah. I'll be hung over by that. Yeah. Ugh, just get this plane on the ground. Let's get, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. But uh, yeah, no, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would not like a drunk pilot, but I already that, have flight anxiety. That's like the one time like they're like, uh, your flight, actually, guys, I know you're all seated and whatnot, but the flight's been delayed by... Several hours. Like, what the fuck? Why? Like, well, the, the pilot is uh, blackout drunk. So he he was about to fly this plane. We we got him off the flight though. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. I guess I'll I guess I'll just take whatever the next one is, assuming the guy is as sober as possible. Yeah. Well, box of human heads stolen from parked freight truck in Denver. Well, these are science heads. I would assume they're science heads. Yeah. Oh, God. Real heads, no. <laughs> Someone stole all my heads. Yeah, it's... That's a, the real crime. There's a lot of questions here. Like, the the medical donations industry seems to be, like, not very well regulated. So there's uh, a lot of questions about why this truck full of heads was just sort of parked in a neighborhood. And, like, who broke it? Did the person breaking into this truck know they were getting heads? Did they think they were going to get something cool and they got home and, like, Oh, God! What the fuck do I do with these heads now? It's like uh, he probably thought someone was doing a prank, like when people put cat shit in an Amazon box for yeah. porch pirates. Ah, you got me. This is the ultimate porch pirate prank. Yeah. I got sevened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I wanted was to steal someone's uh, you know, new USB stick, and now I'm in prison for multiple murder for uh, desecrating human remains. Oopsie. I did an oopsie. I learned my lesson. Wild turkey beaten to death by postal worker in Sacramento County, witnesses say. <laughs> stop, stop, he's already dead. I mean, in a situation where you, like, wild turkeys aren't, I mean, you know. yeah, they're generally mind their own business, but that is a bird that if you, if it did get mad at you, that would be very scary. I wouldn't want to, it goes back to that story about how humans think they can beat up animals that they certainly cannot, and like, yeah, obviously, when your life's on the line, you can kill a turkey with your bare hands. <laughs> and it sounds like, Sounds like this postal worker went a little postal because this neighborhood, I guess, is just crawling with turkeys. And it's a very divisive issue in the neighborhood. It's like those capybaras yeah, yeah. down in Argentina. Like some people are like, oh, I just love, uh, you know, the wildlife. And other people are like, that fucking thing terrifies me. Yeah. Stay away. They block me in. I can't run them over. They're protected. So, yeah, it sounds like this uh, this postal worker finally had enough. And uh, I want to know what made him snap. And probably just being... Just harassed by turkeys. Yeah, probably getting pecked or something or gobbled at. Yeah. It's yeah. not what he signed up for. He signed up for to deliver America's packages, not have to 
just dodge turkeys. I'm still so like pissed about the fact that they're not going to be driving those goofy ass trucks that they promised. Like those EV trucks that they were going to switch to, they went to like the g- actual gas ones again. Yeah, the new trucks look like shit. They're most the most inefficient possible. But the EV ones looked it. like hilariously cute. Yeah, yeah, they look like that. The kid's drawing of what a truck looks like. That's what it's they like look a like. A shoe with wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These new ones. I mean, these new ones look. Yeah, they just they look stupid. They get like eight miles per gallon, which I'm, I'm like, how is that even fucking possible? Two-stroke engines on these <laughs> yeah. carrier trucks. It's like, why don't you just buy a bunch of old Jeeps from a junkyard if you want to gas mileage that shitty? Yeah. Why are we even switching these trucks? Uh, it, it blows my mind that the the one like there's many industries that could really benefit from having EV fleets, but like specifically the post office and going the opposite way with it is so strange. Yeah. It's the perfect test case for uh, EV fleets. It's mm-hmm. like they do their rounds. They go back to the distro center multiple times a day. Uh, so there's plenty of charging opportunities and they don't go far. Uh, and they're not exactly hauling like heavy shit. I'm like, I don't understand how a truck can they're, get that low of gas mileage when you're just fucking be, hauling letters. It has to be some kind of like backroom handshake, like manufacturing deal or yeah, something. I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's The it's, Postal it's Service wild. gets shafted well, too it's often. It's currently being, like, disassembled from within by... Buy some stamps, everybody. Send a letter. Yeah. Yeah. Analyst on Russian TV drinks to the death of the stock market in front of stunned hosts. <laughs> this is a... Uh, with a lot of uh, Russian media companies, people publicly quitting, like... Yeah, uh, they're just like, I can't, broadcast. I can't, like, buddy, you're asking me... To basically do like the Baghdad Bob thing, just like everything's great, guys. The war's going great. The stock market's gonna bounce back. Russia has never been stronger. And so mm-hmm. yeah, this guy, he's a, looks like a pretty young economist, but the news lady, she's like, all right, and up next we've got uh, Dimitri with, uh, you know, tell us about how that stock market's gonna bounce right back. And he's just like, lady, the stock market's been closed <laughs> for a week. Like, um, it's not a, it's not booze, but I'm gonna drink this soda. We're gonna drink to the death of the stock market. It was a fun one. We had some good times, but it's over. Yeah, and then well, like and she's just like, well, I, that's uh, I don't know, but what this prank is about. But anyway, back to more news. The uh, it was like Russia Today, America, and I think Sputnik, like the the English speaking ones, like everyone just kind of went on on the last broadcast and was just like, all right, fuck it, mask off. Yeah, it is it is sort of unfortunate because like RT RT especially, like overall, yeah, they are a wing of the Russian government. But they they had like RT had some like actual talented journalists working for them, uh doing decent programming. Um but, I can't remember the name his name or anything, but there was a YouTuber ten years ago or something like that that like sold a show to RT. Now I feel bad in retrospect. Yeah, I mean that's where Larry King was. Uh, yeah, that's right. right. Before he died, like they were they were hiring decent people. Well, because that's what you have to sprinkle in a bunch of shit like that within, yeah. within the propaganda to have it even right. be acceptable. I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole concept behind is you you lure the people in with good quality journalism so that when the opportunity arises to uh, you know carry water for the Russian government, it's uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah, it's like uh, BuzzFeed with their news department that try. It's like look. BuzzFeed News has real hard-hitting journalism. They do incredible work. But while you're here, we have a quiz. You can see which Friends character you are. Yeah. And that one is... is 17 times Vladimir Zelensky was totally bay. Yeah. 
how Vladimir Zelensky is actually using girl boss energy to fight the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Zelensky recipes you can make right now at home. Yeah. Uh, anyways, final headline today. Putin stripped of honorary Taekwondo black belt. Oh, man. You're really <laughs> trying to get this man to press the button, aren't you? Yeah, he is going to send, uh, what's his name, into battle? Steven Seagal. Yeah. That, I've been wondering, I've been so fucking curious what Steven Seagal is up to. Uh, Steven Seagal and also Gerard Depardieu. like. Mm-hmm. He also lives some, in Russia. There was some Seagal news recently. Like he, I think Seagal lost some like title, like some honorary thing too. I mean, he's, Steven Seagal's a piece of shit in so many ways that like the fact that he's buddies with Putin is actually pretty low on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just a bad fucking person. Uh, Let's see what's going on with Seagal. But yeah, he, uh, I'm like, I still don't, like it, everybody laughs like, oh, Steven Seagal moved to Russia and he's friends with Putin. But it's also like, it's still, I'm like, why though? Like if you're, even the rich people in Russia leave Russia at the first possible opportunity. Like, it's so weird to be rich and move to Russia. The uh, latest Steven Seagal news involves two great things that have happened recently. Uh, it was fake news that was widely reported that Steven Seagal was fighting with the <laughs> Russians. He would never do that. He's uh, too old and too fat. And Joe Rogan perpetuated oh, yeah, that yeah. news on his show by saying that, uh, by indicating that that was actually happening. Which, look, at least it's not spreading COVID misinformation. Yeah, it's just... It's a little bit lighter please, on the scale. Mr. Joe Rogan. Please, like, it's, it's... I I just want people... This should... It should be something... We've said this before. Media literacy needs to be taught in schools because we've proven... Humanity has proven that it's not good at it. Like, literally... And, and this, it's an important part of this job. If I, if I didn't... If I just fucking put li- every little old thing people send me into this show, it'd be full of... Bullshit. You gotta, you gotta like, and fact checking stuff is very easy. It's very easy. What the basic you? steps of it are. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's frustrating. It's just like, oh, that's funny. Do you hear this? Steven Seagal's fighting in Ukraine. It's me, the most popular well, podcast host in the world. The one, the Take one thing me. that you should do in scenarios like that out there when you see a, a story that, look, there's a lot of unbelievable stories and miraculously, a lot of them are true because we live in weird fucking times. But, um, Wait a couple hours yeah. before putting your seal of approval by like retweeting or sending to friends and family or whatever. Because usually when it's something like that, within a couple hours, someone has done the due diligence to look into it. Yeah. Someone has been like, that sounds crazy. I'm going to actually contact someone and see if that's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Putin lost his Taekwondo black belt. He, he was honorary. He's not a Taekwondo guy. He's a judo guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the videos of him doing judo are very funny because they're they're at like those exhibitions where it's it's just a bunch of fucking jobbers like throwing themselves at him yeah. and him just being like, Ugh, down, you're dead. Like just he's an old man, barely putting in effort, and these guys are like going flying as if he like <laughs> as if he just socked them with no, all his force. It's like Kim Jong Un type shit. Yeah, it's really funny. But he, I, I think he. He was the honorary president of the International Judo Federation or something, and they they stripped him of that title. No, so. he's probably pissed about that. That's yeah. the one thing that that in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, but it's like I I still would love to see like uh, like how Putin like they throw themselves at him. I would love to see if like someone was ever recording like an actual non press of like when Obama would play basketball with the Secret Service. Yeah, at the White House and like how bad they must have played, or like imagine he's like oh man. 
Shaq's coming to the White House. I want to play basketball with Shaq. And, like, Shaq takes it easy on uh, Obama. Like, that definitely happened. Who was it? Was it uh, Kanye? It was Nin- It's like golf with uh, Trump. Yeah. It was, a, it was a ninja from D'Antward playing basketball with Kanye. He's like, yeah, all of Kanye's friends are just like, just, <laughs> just letting falling him down. They're like, oh, man, he took my ankles again. Like, oh, yeah, Kanye, I saw it. It went in. Wow, great shot. <sighs> yeah. That's why, you know, that's why we need old presidents. So they can't get humiliated in sports. They're too old. Yeah, not even going to bother. And when they play golf, they openly cheat and no one says anything about it. I mean, that's what men do. We cheat at golf. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to call that, uh, I'm going to drop that right here. Yeah, I'm going to drop that one. Yeah. That's so. going to do a little do-over. <laughs> I don't think that was fair. So it's like how when something bad happens to me in a video game, I, I load up a save. Like, you know, look, I wouldn't have made that mistake if I was playing at my fullest, but I'm just trying to have fun here, It's guys. one of my, like, and I only re- even recognize it because I rewatched it because the sequel was coming out, but it's one of the jokes that I didn't even get as a kid in the first Space Jam movie that's amazing, where Michael Jordan gets sucked into Toontown, and Bill Murray is playing golf with, I forget who it is, but he's like, look, we've both been some- through something really traumatic today. <laughs> Let's take a couple strokes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, look, it's fine. It's fine. Putin can beat up Far more capable judo experts. Obama can uh, dunk on Shaq. And Trump can get whatever golf score he wants. Yeah. It's fine. They've earned that right. It's fine. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. If you haven't seen it all already, good news. The, we have a good Batman movie. And, I, and I, I'll say it again. The Batman. We don't get many moments to cherish as a global community. Except for Russia. Can't watch it. But uh, we got a good Batman, and that is a good feeling. So enjoy it. And uh, also AMC doing a little, do a little price gouging maybe because yeah. it's so good. Uh, we also have a Tech News Day episode that features Mark Zuckerberg's sister rapping, dancing, and loving cryptocurrency. So, oh, no, uh, check both of those out. But uh, really quick, they'll pop up on the screen in a second. Uh, April 1st, Austin, Texas. It's happening for real this time. The previous date got uh, postponed because of the Omicron variant. Yes. Which was good. I was I was hoping they would postpone it. Yes. But America 1st. is now officially back again. Elliot will find the link and put it in the description. Yeah. There's a link. It's an Eventbrite link. Uh, it's the Rooster Teeth podcast. I think, I think if you bought the tickets the first time around, yeah, you'll, you'll, you get first shot at the new one. I think they just get transferred to whatever. Yeah. Look, don't listen to us. They're, the info will be on the website. Yeah. But we're performing live. We're performing. Uh, and we're going to be opening up. For, I keep putting it in concert terms. For Rooster Teeth Live in Austin, Texas, April 1st. No April Fools. April 1st, for real, will be in Austin, Texas, um, barring another disaster. And uh, we would love to see you there. So please buy tickets. If there are, you know what would be great? Not for them, but if there was more Internet Today fans in the audience. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to be a lot of Rooster Teeth fans. Like, who who the fuck are these guys? Who are these weird Californians? I didn't come out for a nice night on the town to hear jokes about the Ukrainian war. Came here about hear about video games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Buy tickets. Uh, check out the videos. They're up there now, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.